Barber. I am excited for today's episode, although I'm coming at you, I'm not even going to lie, just a little bit anxious. I've been feeling a bit of anxiety and frustration in my life recently, which is what brought me to today's episode topic. So if you're new here, hello. This is a show for smart and superficial girls everywhere, people who love living their best lives while also trying to work on self-improvement, but also have a little bit of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we often get you know a little bit wrapped up in what's going on in the world. And it is March at the moment. It is the end of March, which means we are coming up on Q2. So I have talked about this before in my goal setting episodes and in my previous episodes that I really, really like to plan my goals in quarters instead of planning them in like the year or like in a five year plan because so much in your life, especially if you're also in like your 20s like I am, changes really, really quickly, you know? And so like, for example, I just feel like I have a massive transformation every few months. And so I like to measure my goals in quarters instead of in years. So with that being said, we are coming up on a seasonal change in addition to a quarter change. So today I decided I wanted to talk to you guys about what I'm doing to do a sort of spring slash Q2 reset. So I feel like it's obviously really easy to focus on your goals and stuff at the beginning of the year, but I feel like this first quarter of the year was kind of a wash for me. I know it wasn't because of course, like I can look back on what I've accomplished and be happy and proud and stuff like that. But at the same time, I just did not feel amazing. Um, or I don't feel amazing right now with how it's what I did when I look at like what my goals were because things changed so heavily. So I'll give a little life update to like start off and then we'll get into how to actually conduct your own spring reset and the four or five steps that I am taking that you can take too if you want to do your own spring reset. So in terms of my life of Q1 and just like a recap of what's happened, in January of this year, I was moving back to New York. I was getting my birth control removed, which has been amazing for me. I was also, you know, expecting to work at Google for a little bit longer. And then the layoffs were announced. And then after the layoffs were announced, I was working for a while and I was just like not happy there. Talked to my manager. It ended up leaving my job a lot earlier than I thought I was going to. And um, since then, I've just been trying to like get in the flow and figure things out for myself. I've been trying to run a business on my own completely on my own in terms financially, which is kind of crazy. And I've been trying to get into the flow of content creation, which has felt harder than ever, honestly. And I've also been trying to take care of my health ever since I got my birth control removed, which has actually been going a lot better than I thought it was. But I got into a little bit of a trap because I was sort of comparing myself to what I wanted like my perfect Q1 to look like, like everything I wanted to do perfectly. And if you know me, you know that I struggle with perfectionism a lot. So you all probably might feel that way as well, where perfectionism is an issue in your life. I'm recognizing that my perfectionism perfectionism is probably my biggest blocker because it really does paralyze me from getting a lot of things done. So when I was reflecting on what my goals were for the past three months, what I noticed is that I actually wasn't doing the like everyday things that would help me, you know, with those goals. So for example, I wanted to really get back into posting on TikTok. I feel like I've had so much trouble and stagnation there. Like on Instagram, I feel like I'm like 
it's so much easier for me to show up, but TikTok just wasn't. And I recognized like, oh, I just really did not like, I, it just wasn't a vibe. And that is something that initially I was really frustrated with myself about. I was really disappointed in myself about. And then I stopped for a second and I said, wait, that's just data. And so as someone who struggled with perfectionism, I think it's really helpful to not look at like our things that we didn't accomplish. Say you also set Q1 goals and they didn't necessarily come true, but to rather look at things as data, like, okay, why didn't I post every day on TikTok? Well, one, I was leaving my job, which meant that I had a lot of projects that I had to finish before I left. Two, I just wasn't really inspired by the app. So what's causing that to happen? Three, I felt like I didn't have enough time. Well, where is all my time going? Those are questions that you can start to ask yourself so you can reflect a little bit better on why these goals didn't happen rather than thinking about, oh, like I'm such a failure because I didn't live up to my own expectations. In theory, you should be able to give yourself the best set of expectations because you know yourself the best. And oftentimes we subconsciously give ourselves insane you know, expectations because we are subconsciously addicted to that feeling of not being enough because it's what's comfortable for us. What's not comfortable is never getting to a place where you feel accomplished or proud of yourself because you set your goals so high that you knew it was never going to happen. I don't know if you also struggle with perfectionism or anything like that, but I think any of us who have goals that don't necessarily happen or do happen, it can be really helpful to think of our shortcomings as not so much shortcomings, but rather data as to why we didn't get things done and what we need to work on internally and externally. So that's sort of like a little bit of a background as to how I want to set up my Q2. So I want to be a lot nicer to myself. I want to be a lot more forgiving and chill with myself because I just have for so many years, even though I was working on my self-care and stuff like that, for so many years, at the end of the day, I have been very hard on myself and I have been very much like intense about getting everything done. And a lot of that is something a lot of people experience growing up in a world with social media or growing up in environments that are incredibly competitive, stuff like that. I think so many of us are really, really hard on ourselves and I especially am. So with that being said, when I'm when I'm conducting this little spring reset, I'm trying to do it from a place of pure like kindness to myself and trusting that everything's going to work out and that everything always has worked out rather than from a place of so much like resistance and like just fighting for the future. I feel like I've just been fighting and grinding for so long that like my body literally is just like, we can't do this anymore. Like we're not fighting anymore. Well, we want to be happy and light and excited about things and move through things in a flow state as opposed to a state of just, you know, grinding at stuff. But anyhow, let's get into conducting a spring reset, but keep that in mind as to how we're going to frame things at this point, because we're not going to frame them from a place of how can we accomplish the most in Q2. In Q2, I want every single one of you to have all the fun. I want all of us to have more fun than we knew was possible. And I want us to think about our goals and our excitement and everything that's coming towards us from a place of how amazing is this going to feel as opposed to how am I going to accomplish X, Y, and Z. 
The first step to doing a sort of spring reset is your favorite spring cleaning. Spring cleaning is something that I have, I don't know, like it just sort of always ends up happening because I'm like, whoa, like this place, it's like, it's light out now. You can see all the dust. Like, let's get into this. And I just always feel every few months that I need to do some big decluttering. So over the past like few weekends of March, I've been doing some major decluttering. I'm going to continue to be doing that decluttering. And if you've made it this far in the episode, I am going to do a little giveaway because I have a ton of extra full-size PR products that I'm never going to use that are definitely better off in your hands. So if you want some fun PR goodies, some skincare, some hair care, leave a review of the podcast, take a screenshot of that review and DM it to me at Alexis Barber on Instagram. And I will enter you into a giveaway for a box of PR goodies. So let's definitely please do that. The reviews, I'm really trying to get to 200 reviews guys. So let's get, let's make it happen. The way I like to do spring cleaning is I really like to think like, did I, I like to look at my clothes that were in winter and I was like, did I wear this this winter? Yes or no. If I didn't wear it this past winter, what makes me think I'm really going to wear it next winter? You know what I'm saying? So I try to be really ruthless. I try to be really like honest with myself about what's in my place. I feel like living in a studio makes it very hard to acquire too much stuff. So I try my best to get rid of things. I also um, re-upped on my little evening self-care routine. So I brought my humidifier back out, have my little um, essential oils diffuser, which is really nice in the springtime, re-upped on some spring candles, and just made my space feel as regenerative and beautiful as possible because my space is so, so, so important to me. And I find it, I find that doing some spring cleaning is really all we need to feel more in control, to feel more excited about where we're spending our time. So start your spring reset with some spring cleaning. Don't forget to donate any of the clothes that you feel like you're not gonna wear. Like just set some time on a weekend where that is like all you're doing is just set is just setting your space up for success. I did so much kitchen decluttering and it's made cooking so much easier. So this is sort of like an a nod to your future self when you take the time to really like cleanse and feel good about your space. The second thing to do, and you can also do this while you're spring cleaning, is to reflect on what went well in the past few months and reflect on what didn't go well in the past few months. So I mentioned before how I was feeling about my Q1 and how I didn't really accomplish the things that I wanted, but I started to ask myself why. So why didn't I feel this way? What was really at the root of this problem? How am I feeling now? Blah, blah, blah. I dug deeper into all those things and that all that really takes is a quick journal session. And for me, because obviously I am pretty good at journaling and I have a good experience with it. If you want to make this a little bit more fun and interesting for you, you could take a look at your calendar and see how you actually spent your time. And then what I like to do is light a candle. Like I like to like light a candle, turn on some meditation music, the pure meditation playlist on Apple Music always works, and then sit down and really intentionally journal. So some journal prompts might include like, how am I feeling? Um, what was the dominant feeling of the past few months and how do I want that to change in the future? And then once again, going back to how do I want to feel in the future and thinking about what those emotions are as opposed to what those goals are. So how do I want to feel every day? I want to feel creative and inspired, not 
I want to post 10 TikToks, you know? I think that that's way more effective than thinking about how you want to act is more thinking about how you want to feel and how you can cultivate that feeling for yourself. And in that same journal session, you could also think of the ways that you've been able to cultivate those feelings. So thinking back to the days where you maybe did accomplish what you wanted in the past quarter and what that has felt like and how you can try to replicate that for your future self. When it comes to setting goals for your future self, the third thing I like to do in this little spring reset is to set minimum viable goals. And this is instead of setting big lofty big dream goals because when you set minimum viable goals, you're more likely to accomplish them. And when you accomplish them, you can feel a sense of pride, which will create momentum for yourself, which will help you later on. I think that it's pretty obvious that we create our own momentum. I think it's the hardest thing to wrap your head around is that The world is not really happening to you. You get the choice and you have the opportunity to create your own momentum. So when you're not doing that, it's really just your fault. And there's something always deeper for you to like dig deep and figure out. So for me, what I like to do when I'm setting minimum viable goals is think about what have I reasonably done in the past and I can reasonably do in the future. So something I always struggle with is the amount of times that I work out. I don't really struggle so much anymore with cooking at home, with getting 10,000 steps a day, or with, you know, getting my water, taking my supplements or anything. But getting to the gym is something that really does bother me. So instead of forcing myself to go every single day, which I'm sure I've promised you guys I'm going to do at some point or another, I've decided that three times a week is good enough. It's good enough. Set good enough goals for this spring because that is truly going to help you just feel more accomplished and more like you know what you're doing. So I have good enough goals, which is going to the gym three times a week. My other good enough goals happen to be saving a certain amount of money or posting X amount of times. If I post once a day on TikTok, that's all that matters. Like if I if I want to post two to three times a day, sure, that's great. But once a, once a day is my minimum viable. That's my good enough. And if I do that, that's great. So that's a great way to approach things when you're going into your Q2. And like I said, I also like to set goals in quarters, which would mean that I'm setting my goals right now for April, May, and June. And in April, I'll be here in LA, in LA LOL. I'll be here in New York working on Two Collective, prepping for our launch of our second product. And then in May, I will be in Europe with my boyfriend. We will be going for a month. I am literally so excited. It's going to be the best time ever. And then in June, I'll be back in New York. And my goal for June is to have so much fun with my friends. We're going to go to the Drake concert in Miami. We're going to have Juneteenth. My family is going to come visit and um, we're going to be launching the second product in two, at Two Collective. I'm actually sitting in it right now to record the Two Classic robe. I am so excited. I just got out of the shower and I'm sitting here in the robe and I feel so luxe and fabulous. So you guys are really going to love it. But that being said, sit, like I'm looking at it. When you look at things in that short amount of time, you can set more realistic goals for yourself. My minimum viable goal for April is that three times a week workout. But when I'm in Europe, I'm probably not going to be working out very much. I'll be walking a lot, but not working out. And then in June, knowing that I'm going to have so much to do that three times a week, we go back to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's an important thing to state as well is that look at the time in your life and the season and think about the goal, the minimum viable goals that you can accomplish in that season. That way you feel way more empowered to do things. So 
For example, later in the year when I might have a month where I'm at home, I'm not working on any product launches, um, like in July, for example. July is going to be a slow month for me because, yes, I'll be moving to Philadelphia in July for my MBA program, but I won't have any product launches. I won't have anything crazy. It'll just be, you know, like summer in the city, no trips or anything like that. So that's a time when if I wanted to, maybe I would up my workouts because that would make sense for me. But if not, then I'm not going to put that pressure on myself, you know? So that's why I think minimum viable goals should be how we're thinking about this going forward. In addition to, of course, like, how do I want to feel about something? With all that in mind, you have your minimum viable goals, you have your vision for the quarter. I like to create a quarterly vision board. So I like to go on Pinterest. Um, this is the fourth step, by the way. It's going on Pinterest and creating a quarterly vision board. So I have my quarterly vision board for Q1. It had the things I wanted to do, stuff like that, the things I knew I was going to do, the outfits I wanted to wear. And for the most part, a lot of it did get accomplished, but a lot of it did not because so many things changed in my life. So being able to refresh based on those goals and have a new background for my phone and have a new background for my computer and a new vision of how I want my life to look and feel really helps so much with that refreshed and renewed energy. The seasons have changed, obviously, the signs have changed, like everything is really a renewed sense of energy now and we have, we're done with daylight savings, which is incredible. So just like continuing that momentum by creating a new vision for what you want the next few months to look like is going to be so great for all of our mental health. And so that's what I'm planning on doing with the rest of my afternoon is thinking about how I want the rest of this quarter to look and putting that into a tangible thing that I can refer back to and just imagining like, What if over the next three months, everything was better than I imagined? You know, what if everything was just amazing? And trying, choosing to live in that energy instead of, oh my God, like, whatever, it's just three months of my life. Like, I don't really care how it goes, you know? The final thing I think we should all be doing is a little bit of a social media detox. So what I like to do every so often is go through my following list. I like to mute people who aren't making me feel good. I like to unfollow accounts that just aren't really serving me anymore. And I also like to go through my algorithms, try to like press not interested on anything that I know I don't like or isn't serving me. Um, I like to do a little audit of the things that I've been consuming, whether it's TV shows, whatever. And I also like to take a little bit of time off. So what I've been doing recently is one day a week, I don't consume or post on social media. So on Saturdays, it's just, uh, it's either Saturday or Sunday, but it's mostly Saturdays. I don't post or consume social, which I think is really good for my mental health just to have a reset every week or so. Um, and also, you know, just because we are all addicted to our phones and we can't be doing that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's good for everyone. So maybe while you're doing your spring cleaning or doing your little goal setting, instead of going to Instagram or TikTok for quote inspiration, try to find it within yourself first and set those goals and do that reflection solely on your own without the influence. And it really does help you just get a little bit more in tune with yourself and feel a little bit calmer and know, and you have like a deep knowing that whatever you created or decided to see for your future was coming from you instead of these external forces that have such a major like subconscious impact on our minds. And that is how I would do and how I'm doing a spring reset. So to recap, one, spring cleaning, clean your house, get it together, 
purge all the things that are not serving you, make things easier for yourself, organize, blah, blah, blah. Number two, reflect on what went well and what didn't. So spend some time journaling. You can light a candle, play some meditation music, get a wine, a glass of wine or something if you want to do it on a at night, stuff like that. Reflection and Go, come from a place of how you want to feel instead of how much you want to accomplish and see how you can cultivate that feeling in your future. When you're goal setting for the future, step number three, you want to make minimum viable goals so that you can increase the amount of momentum you're creating for yourself. So look at what you've realistically done in the past and make that your goal. And then anything on top of that is just extra. Number four, make a quarterly vision board with how you want things to feel for this quarter. Thinking about the outfits you want to wear, the restaurants you might be visiting, the things that you want to get for your spring wardrobe, the places you might want to travel. And number five, do a social media detox. So take maybe a day off of social media this week or just take a full, you know, gander through everyone that you follow and mute unfollow, do everything you need to do. A side note, something I have is I have a separate TikTok account that is not like my like influencer TikTok that just has like positivity and like health and wellness stuff on it. So like I literally like curated the algorithm so that it only gives me inspirational content so that I don't see anything that doesn't really like resonate with me. And I think that's been really helpful for when I do want to consume things, but I know it's like conscious and smart consumption. So that is how I'm conducting a little spring reset. I hope you guys will join me and do this as well over the next week. We've got a week left of March, a week left of Q1 and Q2. Like I said, we're just going to make it fun. I want everyone to just think about how much fun that they could have because it's spring. It's like, a real spring outside of the pandemic. It's a spring of like, wow, like so much energy is changing. So much energy is here. And like, we are all young and deserve to have the time of our lives instead of beating ourselves up for not getting shit done. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, don't forget to enter the giveaway for a bunch of my spring um, throw, not throwaways, all the things I'm not going to use, but I wish I could use because I just have a ton of extras of them. You can do that by leaving a review and sending a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram at Alexis Barber in the DM. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Too Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.